Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Good day. This is Spice. This is Salty. I'm trying very hard not to get into my usual day-night confusion. And this is the Beans, <laughs> Bullets, Bandages, and You website podcast. Welcome to the show, the big show, the show of record for the 3BY website. And I know that's an important thing. That's a, that's a quintessential thing in your life. This is the show of record. We are, we are the voices of 3BY. So is it like a vinyl record where we're horribly outdated and tend to warp if you leave us in the heat? Probably. <laughs> Lose fidelity over time? Whoops. Welcome to the show. Yeah, we, I, we both got a few scratches, you got to admit. <laughs> you got to admit. Welcome to Little. the show. We're here to talk to you today about one of our favorite <laughs> topics and one that we just don't hear anything about in the prepper world or very little about in the world beyond the classroom. But it's critically uber, super, mega, ultra, I'll put my GNC hat on, mega, ultra, <laughs> super, expanded, large, important. And all that buildup should tell you how important we think this is. We're going to talk again, and we're going to keep talking about one thing that you just have to pay attention to, in our opinion, bias. And bias, it doesn't necessarily mean what people, a lot of people think it means. Today we're going we're gonna to just look at one type of bias and how it really affects your life, our life, prepping, what we do, and, and understanding why it is that we do what we do at 3BY. So take it away, Spice. She's the bias meister. If I wanted to go the clickbait route, which I don't, which, yeah, we don't do. I would have titled this something like Secrets That the Politicians and Salesmen Don't Want You to Know. Because that's the reason you don't hear it talked about a whole lot. It's uh, part of a new series I've been working on. It's called uh, Prepper Psych 101. It's not like I'm a professional psychologist or something. It's like I'm somebody who's been reading about it as a topic of interest for a few decades now. And I read it from a evidence-based viewpoint, which means I read about something and it sounds cool, and then I go check out the research to see if it actually holds water. Holds water. Before I go sharing information about it. So what I'm doing is I'm pulling out little bits of information that I found really interesting or important about the way human minds tend to work. This is not everybody's this way. This is... This is how a lot of minds will tend to work. Yours probably has these tendencies. You might want to watch out for it and see if it's going that way. Mine works this way, and I have to watch out because this this is something that affects me a lot because mine runs this way, but I know what it is, so I have to constantly say, stop. Oh, yeah, I'm not immune. Stop. Wait a minute. What's the deal? Does my theory hold Water. That's if, my best Joe Pesci. I'm not a very good <laughs> Joe Pesci. Does the defense's theory hold water? And she'll say, no, the defense is wrong. Marissa Torme. And, and she'll chuckle when she... Inside. I gotta admit, Marissa Torme was smoking hot in that movie. I gotta admit, I don't know. Uh, she's Trust a girl. you on that. She's a girl, okay? She's a chick. Excuse me. That was very sexist. I'm sorry. I apologize. But 
If she's, he meant it in a bad way, I'd be offended, but he doesn't, so I'm not. Yeah, she's... She, uh, Here's the thing. But Joe Pesci was very... Bias. My mind works this way, too. But if you know the tendencies there, you're a lot more likely to detect it when it happens. And if you decide it's appropriate, you're all with it, because sometimes it's... These things are built into our brains because they do work well sometimes. And if you decide it's not appropriate, then you've caught it and can do something about it instead of just being a dog who's run by his sense of smell and, oh, look, squirrel, you know. Okay, now I am a person who's best served mentally by examples. Throw me an example of what you're talking about. Okay, the bias that got me thinking about doing this podcast today and what I'm going to be writing up soon is on the availability bias. And what got me thinking about the availability bias, so, okay, let's tell you what it is first. The availability bias is when your decision-making relies most heavily on information that is most easily available and top of mind instead of necessarily going to the factors that should be most important in making that decision. And where I saw it was, I saw an article yesterday, this is soon after that evil scumbag in Las Vegas shot a whole bunch of people. And the articles were on the bump stocks disappearing from the gun stores because everybody's running out to get their bump stocks because they're afraid they're going to be banned. And my thought was, okay, if all of these people really thought they needed a bump stock, why didn't they already have one? And if they don't think they need a bump stock, I personally don't need a bump stock ever being less accurate so I can throw more lead around and run out of bullets faster sounds like a only something an evil scumbag would, you know, I'm not an evil scumbag. I don't think I need that. But anyway, if you do think you need a bump stock, you should already have one and not be running out just because you heard the news today. And if you didn't think you needed a bump stock three days ago or a week ago, then you still don't need one now. And the only reason you're running out to buy one is because you're being run by the availability bias. Right. Now, there's a big difference, and this is a great example, because there's a big difference between this and, say, if the reaction was to, oh, I think I'm way short on the amount of ammunition that I need for the guns that I already own, and it looks like ammunition's going to be a run on it, and I need to just go out and get what I need now. But this is for guns that you already own. This is a perfectly legitimate, reasonable thing to own. Ammunition for the guns you own. Yeah, that's okay. that, previewing the future. Now, and... that may still be a panic reaction, okay? That may still not be a wise thing to do, depending on your situation. I don't know. I'm just throwing this out here as an example. If you're eating ramen for the next month because you felt a need to overbuy right. a bunch of bullets, then it wasn't you, a great decision. Or if you've decided, you know, like, oh, man, I only have four PMAGs for my, for my uh, AR, and I really want to have ten. And they may, they may do something about these uh, normal capacity magazines of 30. They, you know, they may, they may try and pass a law, so maybe I really should go ahead and buckle down and get those. Right? That's a reasonable thing. What we're talking about is a bump stock, and there's there's no reasonable reason to own one of these things. It, it, it just, as an aside, and as somebody who's a uh, firearms person, 
bump stocks are good for two things. One, wasting a lot of ammunition and having fun. I mean, it's fun to do. Wasting a lot of ammunition, throwing it downrange inaccurately. If you want to set up 25-gallon buckets of water down there and uh, make them all explode in a flurry of ice crystals on a cold day, you know. You know, if you you want to spend enough bullets, you can do that. Or, I guess, apparently, they're good for just hosing down massive crowds where nothing can miss. I, yeah. Evil scumbag action. Evil scumbag. I don't even want to go there. There's guys like that. I mean, but, you know, if you start getting these kind of thoughts, go see counseling. Seriously. Go do something about it. Don't be that guy. Don't, I, I mean, you know, and we're not, we, that's enough said about that. But Yeah, I, a discouraging topic I can do nothing about, and I try and leave aside discouraging topics I can do nothing about. Yeah, really, because there isn't. You know, but it, the bump stock thing, I can't imagine that most of the people who are running out and buying one are doing so because it suddenly occurred to them that they desperately needed one and didn't have one. They had actually do have a need and just hadn't thought of it till now. No, I suspect most of them are just being run by the availability bias. It's at the top of their brain. This is a thing. And then they're going, oh, I might be denied. Well, okay, I've never wanted one before particularly, but now that they are talking about maybe thinking that I might not be able to get one in the future, I I must have one because, because it's at the top of my mind and I don't want to be denied. It's making a decision based on information that's easily available rather than what should be important to the buying decision. The availability bias also dovetails very nicely with one other type of bias that I want to talk about every time I talk about bias. Because to me, it is the single... Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm biased. (laughs) But to me, it is the single most important bias when it comes to the preparedness community. And it is just so critical that everybody in the community understands what this bias is, how it works, and how it affects preppers. And she knows where I'm going with this, don't you? Uh, There are a couple things it might be, so go right ahead and tell me your choice. You know, you know what it is. Come on, think about it. What is it? Oh yeah, I know what confirmation bias is. Yeah, that is the inherent human tendency to want to be right, basically. So when you are presented with sources of information, and on the surface of it they don't seem to differ in quality, you will naturally pay more attention to and put more weight on the sources that agree with your preconceptions coming in. And when you look for information, you will tend to read sources that confirm you. Right. So a lot of times what will happen in the prepper community, and any community, this isn't just prepper, this is oh, yeah. all communities. You, Everybody does this. You know, even even the, the, the mainstream... Scientists have a big problem with this. Yeah. Even the mainstream, it doesn't matter, you know, which is, it's, it'll be the, well, I only like to read news from X because they agree with me. And they, people don't often even recognize that's why. They just think those people are more reasonable. They think those people are making more sense. They think those people are not lying to them. Right. Whereas but why the do you think they're making sense? 
because you already grew them. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. So, so what, what happens is you, if you envelop yourself to only seeking out and reading sources that you like and that you agree with, you get into a feedback loop and you get all twisted up in your own string. You lose focus on the big picture and that'll get you killed. You can't do that. You can't lose focus on the big keep your beliefs, keep your keep your your mental uh strength inside, keep everything that you are, but realize that you must understand both sides, three sides, four, however many sides there are, you must at least know what they're talking about and realize that they're not just a bunch of nuts. Even though you don't agree with them, there's logic behind what they're saying in many cases. Now, you may not agree with the, with their views, certainly not. I mean, there's a lot of people like that I just can't imagine they, but it's important to understand why they think what they do. Because that directly affects you. This, by the way, does not mean you load yourself up with mental ammunition on all the ways I think these people are going to be wrong. And then you go to the most far side of the spectrum possible. And you laugh to yourself as you read all of their arguments that you are already prepared to demolish. You're just taking down straw men at that point. If you really want to see why the other people might be thinking the way they think, then you got to go to some place that has an alternative opinion, but isn't a bunch of all the way on the fringe, just trying to inflame the situation by throwing out a bunch of junk. There's some of that on each end of the spectrum. You don't go there. You go to the people who are of a different opinion, but they are at least attempting to be reasonable human beings and see what they've got to say and, and really consider it. You seek out the information. This is the way I look at it. You seek out the information from the various sources of data, not the comment section. Oh, yeah. There's you some know. sources that are just about interpreting the news for you, and there's others that actually put out information. Right. Don't. This is, this is one of the things, one of the ways you want, you can get away from being caught up in the feedback loop of the confirmation bias is go to the source. Go to what the, the person's actually saying. Read the study. Read the survey. Realize who paid for the survey. Understand where it was done. Don't just read the headline and assume because that's what you already think, then they're agreeing with you. It could be completely different. And frankly, keep this in mind. The, newspa the newspapers, the media, websites with advertising on them, they have an agenda to push, and that agenda is get you to click that link so they get money. And if they play to your confirmation bias, they get more clicks, they get more money, and they do it on purpose. Everybody knows what clickbait is. Everybody knows that, right? But don't click on the clickbait. Don't fall for it. A lot of times the... Uh the bias comes in in the interpretation, not the data. I've got a nice example of that one. Go for to it. Toss in here. Because I was looking at it yesterday, and I saw a headline of about Harvard researchers discover that not eating breakfast leads to heart attacks. And I'm like, really? Don't think so. 
So I went to see where they got that. And they start talking about this study, and they find this correlation. And then the guy who's writing the article starts going on about how you should make sure you eat breakfast so you don't have heart attacks. Oh, that's a great reason to be able to stop at Starbucks on the way to work, blah, 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 blah. Read down, read down, read down. And then he kind of mentions in one little sentence that the scientist really did stress that this doesn't mean that not eating breakfast is what causes the heart attacks. They just mean there's a cluster of behaviors and not eating breakfast is one of them. Oh, so you mean the whole rest of the article. You were just entirely misinterpreting what they said on purpose because it sounded like more fun. Now we understand. And more fun equals more Clicks. More fun to them, more fun to the other people who want an excuse to stop at Starbucks. There we go. You know, to me, this is one thing that, that not understanding what confirmation bias is means that you're playing into the hands of the people who want to, to manipulate, manipulate you. you. Not paying attention so that you are not run by your own confirmation bias. You have one, assuming you're a human being. You've got a confirmation bias. We all do. I do. I certainly do. And, and I, know, I know what a lot of mine are. You just got to watch out for it so it doesn't run you. I'll just pick an example. Say I were a fan of uh, who, who World Series, uh, Cubs, last year. They, <laughs> I'm not a Cubs fan, but let's say I was, okay? And... When I get my Cubs information, I always go to the same place, right? And I never do anything but get in my information from from anybody in the who writes the articles and posts on the comment section. I only will listen to the people who agree with me. So I, I could go on and on about confirmation bias, but. My takeaway is, and we'll come back to this over again, because my takeaway from this is, if you allow yourself to fall for fall for what they're selling, you become their tool. And what does that make you? That makes you a tool. It makes me a tool. I don't like being a tool. I don't like being anybody's tool. I am not a wrench. I am not a screwdriver, okay? I'm not a cog in your machine. And I don't want you to be a cog in anybody else's machine. I don't want you to be a cog in my machine. I don't have a machine. I got nothing to sell you. You know, and the only people who can speak the truth are people who have nothing to sell. Because I, I'm, I'm not asking you to follow any movement. Please pay attention to we information. We don't bias. have an agenda besides thinking it's a better idea to live in a world where people are prepared to take care of themselves, where people are self-sufficient where people are prepared to take care of their community, and where people aren't being manipulated by others for the profit of the others. Right. And the one thing we're gonna, I'd like to leave you with is the idea that when you hear something, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is, in the media, and it's not hard news, okay? Hard news makes sense. I mean, a couple of weeks ago in mid-Missouri, there was a, a bus accident, a school bus, and a teacher was tragically killed. Okay, so that's hard news. There's really no, no spin to that. There's no, you know, that's, that's, it is what it is. But when you hear stuff like um, something on the national news where some idiot says something else, and there's a lot of back and forth like that, just 
don't, don't concentrate on what they're saying. Just stop for a minute and say, okay, what agendas are being pushed here? What are the people who are pushing the buttons trying to get across here? What is their, what is their game on both sides? You need to understand on both sides what their game is. If you're going to pay attention to this stuff. Now, I recommend just not even paying attention to this stuff. In a large, large sense, politicians on the national scale are certainly people who understand bias. And manipulate bias How to manipulate oh, yeah. These parties, everybody on all sides, are very, very good at it. They hire psychologists whose job is to do nothing but tell them how to more effectively push people's buttons. And I guarantee you there are outside forces outside the government who are pushing the same buttons. And we all know this. This isn't political. We all know this. And it's on all sides. They're pushing the same buttons. It's for money and power one way or another every time. Trying to make people, Americans, their tools. So just don't be a tool. Don't allow it to happen. That's all I got to say on that. I got nothing better than that other than be well. Be well, and we'll catch the next podcast, which is going to be about, we don't know yet. So we'll, I guess we'll find out. Be well, and, and everybody, uh, one last thing. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast. If you can and you like what you hear, please go on to like iTunes and leave a review for us. There's nothing you can do to help the show financially because we don't need your money. We're not rich, but we don't we need We don't need money. it, and we're not taking it. But we can use your shares. We can use your support by sharing our show, by leaving us a review in, in, in iTunes. If you think it's good information you think- and you want your neighbors to have it, do that to help them get it. That's the sum of it. And you just go out there and have, a, have yourself a great day, all right? We plan to. Ta-ta for now.